Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, Australia's favourite Simpsons-based podcast. Proudly brought to you by the Simpsons Best Moments Facebook page and NoHomers.net. I am Dando. I am Mitch. Bonus episode. Love these. We don't do them very often. We need to do these at least once a fortnight. That's why I, I love them. There's so much excitement yeah, about it's, a it's bonus different. episode. I get to talk about other things. We have to take it seriously. Not yeah. that we don't take the other ones seriously, but you know what I mean? We, we there's relax. A lot of, yeah, and there's so much more research that's gone into the other ones where like, you know, it's sitting down and... Writing notes about every episode, I have to remember orders of things and all this. <laughs> that sounds so pathetic. Like yeah. First world problems out to the max. But yeah. yeah, like, whereas this, it's just, I don't know, what do you want to talk about? Oh, fuck it, we'll do this. So today we are doing our top 10 favorite episodes. And before we get of into it. Of all time. Yes, of all time. Don't get angry if, for example, Cape Fear or Marge versus the Monorail or You Only Move Twice don't get in here because. Obviously, that'd have you be- looked at my list. No, I haven't. But- <laughs> I guess for me, I tried to look at it as if I was going to craft like a Simpsons playlist. Exactly what I did. Yeah. What would I do? How would I? How would I structure it? When I was a kid, if I was making a videotape that had my favorite episodes on it, this is what I would have made. Yeah. I was watching this with John Cusack from High Fidelity in the back of my head, like the. You're the- watching this, were you? Sorry, I was. I was working on this <laughs> with this with him in the back of my head with that. The making of a mixtape, like yeah. breaking up, is hard to do. You got to kick it off with a killer, yeah. <laughs> so you can grab attention. Then you got to take it up a notch. Then you got to cool it off a notch. So, do you want to get straight into things? Yeah, let's. Okay, let's... so we're going to alternate, uh, like my ten, your ten, your nine, or yeah, my yeah. nine, your nine, so on and so forth. We'd love right. to hear from you guys as well. So, once you've listened to this, send us through what your ten favorite episodes of all time are. We'd love yeah. to hear from you guys. So, starting with my number ten, do you want to start with? Do you want to get well, straight well, into? No, we'll kick off with your number ten. Right, my number ten. My number ten is Bart's Comet. Ah, nice one. I uh, I just love this purely for the final act in the bomb shelter, man. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just it, it's very similar to like the Simpsons movie, where they get shut off from the rest of the world, and this this travesty is going to happen, but it's only going to happen at Springfield. Like when the when they set off the bomb to explode the um the comet and it hits the bridge. Oh, the humanity! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's Flanders bomb shelter. I vote we kick Flanders out. It's Bart's comet that has the impact blast radius, and Mo's bar pointed out. <laughs> <laughs> God! <laughs> and look, the thing is, it's just Bart doesn't realise what's happening. He's discovered this he's comet. He's, like, he's just care. excited about it, yeah. Yeah. It's got one of my favourite quotes. It must be coming at us at a fantastic speed. <laughs> it's so good. I love uh, the desperation of Skinner trying to get the weather balloon back as it just <laughs> yeah. floats past the screen. Yeah, <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. So Bart's Comet is my number 10. All right, cool. Good one to kick it off episodes. with. Uh, mine for number 10, I've gone with A Star is Burns. I knew this would be on your list. It was definitely going to be I thought it would be much higher than this. There are so- well, it, when I got through, like, originally, someone asked me this the other day, and off the cuff I went to Star is Burns. There's just so many jokes in this episode. It's the one thing that I really remember. It's probably been maybe two or three years since I watched it, but when I did, I sat down. I was like, oh, I couldn't believe just how many jokes are. I think I need to go so back often. and watch it again. Yeah, they're so frequent. Man getting hit by football. Man, exactly. There's so much in this that so many people quote. Boones. Yeah, Boones. Of course. Boo-ons. Yeah. Uh, like you can't give that man the ten thousand dollars. <laughs> this guy is over. <laughs> that George C. Scott winning the Academy Award. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, Senior Spielbergo. Yeah. The Mexican version of David Spielberg. I love that because... Or Barney's video? Yeah, well, of course, Barney's video. But my um, 
one of my favourite games in Hollywood is to play, like, the cheaper version of other actors. Like, if you couldn't afford Harrison Ford, you would get Dennis Quaid. Like, he's a perfect Harrison yeah. Ford stand-in. And, yeah, I, I love going through it. Senior Spielbergo is, is a classic example of that. There's a great quote uh, from Birds as well when he's talking about the similarities between himself and Oscar Schindler. Pish posh. Listen, Spielbergo. Schindler and I are like peas in a pod. We're both factory owners. We both made shells for the Nazis. But mine worked, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And of course, uh, John Lovitz as Jay Sherman. I really, really love him in this episode. But there's so much in here that's going on. (laughs) You made fun of MacGyver, didn't you? (laughs) You must be the man who didn't know if he had a pimple or a boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's so many great lines in that episode. So that's kicking off my top ten. My number nine is Secrets of a Successful Marriage. And this is because Ah, it's my favorite Marge and Homer story. Yeah, right. Homer is telling secrets about Marge to to his family because he wants to fit in. Yeah. And I've told stories about Nicola to people that are probably, it's not that personal. Like, I wouldn't tell sex stories like Homer does about Marge. But it's just one of those stories that I can really relate to where sometimes you tell stories about your spouse that you just want to be one of the boys. Yeah, yeah. And But Homer takes that little bit step too far and I can really... I can understand where both of those characters are coming from, and I think it's a really touching story. Yeah, lines can get crossed, Yeah, and no amount of elbow nibbling is going to mend that <laughs> uh, damage that's being caused. And then Homer, like, creating the fake Marge, kiss her! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, you've ruined a perfectly good jacket. Two perfectly yeah. good jackets. <laughs> and um, my favourite. Is that I, the, I can tell the difference between butter and, I can't believe it's not butter. No, you can't, Mr. Simpson. No, no one, one can't. Can. Is that that episode? I think that is, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you have any special skills. Yeah. Uh, I'm also a big fan of the penalty for teasing the order box. Okay, Simpson. You were oh, warned yeah. about teasing the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a teacher. I didn't know we could do that. <laughs> so, Secrets of a Successful Marriage is my number nine. All right, cool. My number nine, I've also got my favourite Homer and Marge episode and it's the war of the simpsons yeah that's a good one with general sherman um (laughs) fiery red hair yeah 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 the uh the guy in the the bait store (laughs) like just with ridiculous fisherman exaggerations like (laughs) well if you ask me and people usually do (laughs) because you go shopping the whole town exactly it's like anyone ever catch him well one folk came close once went by the name of homer (laughs) seven feet tall he was arms like tree trunks (laughs) Fiery red hair. <laughs> Such a, so good song. I love um, everything about that episode, to be honest. I love the his memory of what happens when he gets shot. You said he's on the drunk. last one, the dry martini yeah. joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Even just, he's, it's a fairly sexist and sleazy line with, um, no, not those nuts, the ones at the bottom. Oh, and yeah. And then like, a little bit of cleavage. And he shows, that's right, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, but that's... Homer at his absolute worst, but he works his way back to being Homer at his best. Yeah, I've, I'll save that for when we do a review on the yeah, episode. Yeah, I don't want we don't to get too much into it, but we'll ruin the reviews if we do. Yeah, well, we're, we're being very brief here, but I do. I also love Reverend Lovejoy with his marriage in oh, however many years of marriage counselling. This is the first time I've ever said this. None of this is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, and it's true though. Yeah. Homer is a dick in that episode. Yeah. Is that, um, what did Bart and Lisa do? Is that the one where Grandpa... What they, they stay with home? grandpa. They stay with grandpa. Yeah, and they, and run, they, they, they run trash wild. the house. Right and then he pretends. Party. He goes, "Oh, he pretends starts to cry." Yeah. yeah, and then he fools him. You got fooled by me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a really good ending as well. So yeah, that's a good number nine. Is that your number nine was it? It was my number nine. Okay, my number eight is the Springfield Files because it's a great parody. Generally, great parody. It's a really good mystery as well. Like you generally have no idea who the what the alien is until yeah, the yeah, that's true until the very end. And it's not a disappointing ending. It's it's 
it's a bit ridiculous, but it's not disappointing. It's funny. If anything. It's just very funny, yeah. But I'm a big sci-fi fan. I felt that that sci- that's a very sci-fi-based episode of The Simpsons. And yeah. like, it's got Chewbacca and the, the Homer is a dope shirt. Yeah, yeah. I want one of them. I'm a big fan of Mo with the whale. We got to get this back to SeaWorld. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the die, diet. He squeals yeah, when he says diet. Yep. The, everything about that episode, I love it. I think it's just a really uh, one of the best parodies they did. Um, David Duchovny or Mulder's ID, the FBI badge yeah. in his underwear. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Some people in real life have actually made fake IDs. Like They're dressed up as Mulder and That's made that so wallet. good. Oh, Were you so big good. on the X-Files? Have you, did you, have you watched much of that? About four seasons of it. Okay. I, I enjoyed it. But I wasn't an avid fan of it. Avid fan, yeah, right. See, it's an episode that I need... Sorry, it's a TV show that I need to get into. Uh, I've got season one, and I will get around to watching it. It's, it's, you know, there's just so much. I want to, but Nicola, it's not something Nicola will sit down and watch, I don't think. Yeah, okay. Nicola's just not a big sci-fi person. I guess for me, it feels like similar to a Twilight Zone that it, I feel like I should know more about it. Same, yeah. Um, and, but it's and just disappeared. Like, where can we watch it now? I'm sure you'd be able to get a box set somewhere, but yeah, it, but I mean on television. Oh, like, definitely not on TV. No one's no. got it in um, syndication. No, like, no, it doesn't. I don't understand why. Maybe, like, uh, maybe the Sci-Fi Channel on Foxtel, possibly, but I, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't see ads for it or anything. Right though. in between sliders and Sequest yeah. DSV. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. Sliders is my favorite '90s shitty sci-fi yeah. show of all time. But, what if you could travel to another world? <laughs> it's, I just loved <laughs> that intro from Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. It's, uh, where it's the same place, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you couldn't find your way home? First time I ever heard that, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what if I had travelled to another world? <laughs> I, I want to watch whatever you're talking about. <laughs> so that is my number eight. All right, cool. Uh, well, I've thrown Marge versus the monorail in at number eight. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I don't think I need Non-stop to... stop jokes. Yeah, I don't think I need to spend too much time on why Marge versus monorail is one of my favourite episodes. It's probably one of... Obviously, you said it's not in your top ten, but I think a lot of people would have this right up there. I just forget how much crazy shit's in this episode. Hasn't it got the Flintstones opening? Isn't that Marge versus the monorail? Uh, Simpson, Homer Simpson, he's about to hit a chestnut tree. That one, I think it is this episode, if I'm not... Mis- I... I know it's got the escalator to nowhere and yeah. the giant magnifying That's glass. That's the thing that I love. And the people of Springfield never <laughs> fell for any folly again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but seriously, Phil Hartman as Lyle Landley. Every person so on the good. escalator is taken by surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Phil Hartman as Lyle Landley, Monorail being one of the greatest songs of all time. He's not Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's a scientist. Um, I shouldn't have stopped for that haircut. Solar <laughs> power. Randomly, randomly got a haircut. Like, it's just fucking it's so good. Solar power. When will people learn... <laughs> <laughs> the uh, great argument between Wickham and, yeah. and like, you know, hey, it says here as, uh, uh, what is that? Sorry, um, it says here as chief of police, I get a free pig every month. <laughs> and two comely lasses of virtue true. <laughs> Forget the pig. How many broads do I get? <laughs> one of my favorite pair Quimby lights of all time. Like you said, no excuse. Run along, Quimby. I think they're dedicating a phone booth somewhere. <laughs> 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 That's a good number eight. Yeah, well done. My number seven is the one with Shelbyville, Lemon of Troy. Oh, Lemon of Troy. It's the only one that, where you really see Shelbyville. I yeah, just, what I love about it is just how ridiculous it is that there's a war starting over a lemon tree. I didn't know it just anyone married to their cousins when they were in Shelbyville. Yes, we didn't. Maybe that's, that was a step too far. That's an oversight. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, this, this war started over a lemon tree. But like, it brings up the big deal. Like, We give Geelong shit. Yep. We were born and raised in Geelong. We're allowed to give it shit. But when I go to Melbourne and someone from Melbourne gives Geelong shit, I'm yeah. like... Yeah, no, they're not allowed to. No, 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 no. You, you, like you said, you are not allowed to give Geelong shit. No, no, no. The comparisons are hilarious. Is it Joe's? Yeah, yeah, instead of Moe's. Yeah, and yeah. The, this is what it feels like when doves cry. 
Yeah, I thought I was the only one. Yeah. Also, the the greatest um, Rocky Five plus Rocky Two equals Rocky Seven. Adrian's Revenge. Yeah. And now we've had seven Rockies, haven't we? Or was uh, it six? It's about to. We've had six, but um, well, no. Now they've got Creed. Yeah. Which is about Apollo's son. Yeah. Uh, but I think Stallone is in it. If I'm not mistaken, You'd I think, think he so. has a as a yeah. I just like I when, when he's taunting Homer and he bites the lemon. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a great, a great episode. Shake harder, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yes, eat all of our shirts. There's eleven <laughs> behind that rock. Um. So yeah, number seven is Lemon of Troy. Cool. Number seven for myself. Hail to the Camp Krusty. Oh, okay. I love Camp Krusty. It's such a such a good episode. Well, it was going to be a movie when they first wrote it. Yes, it was. And deservedly so. Do you think they could have dragged it out? For, that's why they didn't make They couldn't drag it out past, well, for the full hour and a half at least. I reckon at that point, that writing team absolutely could have if they wanted to. You they, had, got, they probably didn't have the time. You would have got two hours. You could have got an hour and a half quite comfortably. Not only the time, but, you know, would they have... It's pretty rare that TV shows go to movies, and certainly to successful ones. Would that movie have worked at that point in time? I reckon it would have been huge. 1993-ish, 94-93, Simpsons movie would have been massive, man. It would have been phenomenal if they released it out of season. So, like, it's not on TV every week, and you just and then like this big event comes and over summer. I know because over summer is when they air it, isn't it? Uh, yeah, generally. So, but no, 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 no over summer winter. for them's oh, yeah, yeah so summer here, winter. Yeah, yeah, winter for America. Yeah, yeah, just release it over summer. Yeah, that'd be yeah, that, summer oh, blockbuster. Man, I would have smashed it. Yeah. But yeah, why do you like Ken Krusty? Any quick notes? Um, it's just really funny again from start to finish. Like, I, I love the Mister Black line. I thought you broke their spirits. The- you broke nothing. <laughs> <laughs> When Homer is watching the news report, it's like, uh, Ken Brockman, I'm being told I can have an interview with the uh, camp leader. Please, not the boy. Please, not the boy. Yeah. <laughs> and then as if his hair falls out, he puts weight back on. <laughs> Straight away. It just instantly regresses to what he was beforehand. Yeah, yeah. No, that's um, a great episode. The, the little, like, Lisa handing the parcel off to the postman. There's so much drama. <laughs> It's just really like ride funny. the horse. Doesn't you have to ride the horse? Or is he riding a horse? He's riding a horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's just got like a. She's wearing rags. Yeah. <laughs> passes it to him. He takes them. He takes them to Tijuana at the Tijuana. end. Tijuana, yeah. the greatest place on earth. What are your favorite? You haven't said it yet. They dropped a truckload of money at my they house. They dropped a truck full of money into my house. I'm not made out of stone. Yeah. <laughs> One of the campers was eaten by a bear. Oh, my God. Actually, the bear just ate his hat. Was it a nice hat? Oh, yeah. Ah, God. <laughs> it's, it's great. Well, moving along. My number six yep. is a sporting episode. Do you want to have a guess? Lisa on Ice. Yeah, it is Lisa on Ice. Yeah. It's the final sequence where Bart and Lisa are having flashbacks of when they're being nice to each other. Yep. And why it always stays with me is because I remember watching that with my sister on Super Simpsons Saturdays or Sundays in the morning. And my sister looked at me and she was only a little kid and she goes, that's what you and me are like. And I always remember that moment. So that whenever I see that scene, I think of my sister. You ripped the head off Mr. Honey Money? Yeah, I always did. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the, the nice stuff, you know. Yeah. So yeah, because I always remember my sister looking at me and saying, that's what you and I are like. And I was, well, you probably said you and me. But yeah, you and I are like. And I was just, I've always loved that episode. I love you just slipped the boot in her. You probably said you and me. She's an idiot like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Lisa and I is my number six. I just always brings me back to that moment with me and my sister. That's cool. So. I really, it, it's uh, got one of the great quotable lines for me. Particularly because I play sport, whenever I get into a passenger seat, that I get to ride up the front because I'm a good guy at sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fight, 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 fight. And it's got the really great scene of... Uh, pie. Get, Sorry. Okay, pie. 
I'm just going to chew yeah. the air like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, get out. Okay, well, I'm on my way out. I'm going to be doing this. Yeah. If you get in the way, it's your own fault. Yeah. It's just a, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> it's, it's great storytelling that I don't show you the actual result. You just hear it. Yeah. And then Homer does the exact same thing. Yeah. Hits his head. <laughs> oh, the hell with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hit it anyway. But yeah, so uh, Lisa and Nice is my number six. All right, cool. Uh, what have I got at number six? The Boy Who Knew Too Much. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Freddie Quimby, great. give me the ball. Meow, 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 meow. The punch has been spiked. Uh, and also, my favorite, I love doing the French waiter voice as well. This is an outrage. I'm not some clumsy, clueseresque waiter. I love, and I didn't realize this, how funny this was until I did the best of Lionel Hutz moments. Yeah. Because he's not even, he wasn't even born in this country. From now on, you tell me everything. Wickham's <laughs> 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 um, response. Oh my God! Someone's taking a bite out of the Rice Krispie Square. <laughs> uh, I'm also a big fan of. Uh, this is the episode. Chub Free Willy. Chub. Oh, is it in that one? Is uh, it? Yeah, is it that when he's, he's being sequestered and he's watching it in oh, yeah. the hotel? And then he has the great line. Yeah. Oh no! Willy didn't make it, and he crushed our boy. Hey. Uh, what a mess! <laughs> <laughs> I love. This is one of the like. What a mess is probably my favourite piece of dialogue to ever appear in any movie. Like, there are so many movies where that happens. It's just like... Like The what? Fugitive. Tommy Lee Jones comes in after the, the train crash. Is like, my, oh my, oh my, what a mess. <laughs> there are so many places that you can find what a mess. And just watching the way different actors deliver that same line. But I particularly love that one. <laughs> Kids being crushed by a whale. Yeah. It's the most callous way possible. It's like a little bit of it got on his shoes. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> Alrighty, so my moving on, my number five. We're in the top five now. I've really liked your uh, your list so far. Thank you. I'm enjoying yours. My, I like that there's been any crossovers so far. Yes, yeah. My number five. I didn't expect any crossovers. Maybe a couple, but I yeah. thought once we got to the top, we might. But anyway, Treehouse of Horror six. Okay, because now- it's Homer cubed. Homer cubed. Yeah, yeah. Because that was the first. I've said this numerous times on the podcast. The first episode I was allowed to watch that was a new episode. The first episode I remember taping. Yeah, and it was just that excitement of the Simpsons, essentially like at their peak, you know, mid to late nineties. Everyone watched The Simpsons. I'm allowed to watch it for the first time. It's going to be in 3D. And Trials of Horror 6, I always feel that the first two are very underrated as well. I love the Nightmare on Elm Street parody with yeah, Lily. Yeah, that's really good. It's, such, oh, it's fucking amazing. And the first one, Attack of the 50-Foot Eyesores. Lousy smart weather. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh you want your donut, right? Flanders has it. Go knock over his house. Attack of the 50-Foot Eyesores was one of my favorite ones. And then like, he's back instantly, just with this angrier look yeah. on his face. I told it. you, Flanders has it. Oh, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever somebody asks another person, what's your favourite Treehouse of Horror? They very rarely say Attack of the 50 Foot Eyesores. I just think it's very underrated. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's funny. But yeah, Treehouse of Horror 6 is my number five. Cool. Mine is Homer Badman. Oh, yeah. Good episode. Yeah. Um, rock bottom. Rock bottom. Get away, from- oh, Simpson, get, up, get away from me. Mr. Simpson. <laughs> Mr. Simpson, no! <laughs> Dramatization may not have occurred. <laughs> I love... Homer The gummy de Milo <laughs> The gummy Venus de Milo um, Homer creating an, an IED Out of soda pop And pop rock candy Yeah See you in hell Candy boys yeah. And it, it's pretty dirty When Willie is like Filming people and you, Is it the mayor You see having sex With somebody uh, in the car Yeah I think you do Yeah but before that bit, like, there's just so much fun stuff going on in there. Like, the kids crawling around inside the jackets, Homer panicking about where to find it. Um, is this the one where the babysitter is sort of teaching Lisa how to control men? Yeah, with, with the with video game. Storm? 
Yeah, um, no, it's not Bone well, Storm. It's not Bone Storm, but it's, it's, it's a something video like game that. of some and kind. And she slams his head into the wall or something, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, getting a laser pen with a cat and run, yeah. making him run into things. It's one of Lisa's first encounters with like an older, intelligent woman. Yeah, yeah. Someone that she can look up to as being both beautiful and smart. Yeah. And then just maybe slightly misunderstanding what's going on with Homer. But we, uh, so many highlights in there. So the, the most, uh, Professor Frink with the most sour candy of all time. Like, <laughs> just Homer. Where the hell is the candy? Homer's face is inverted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, Homer being, like, refusing to leave the house. And Ken Brockman, where they have the, we're like, we're using the new, uh, heat. Um, oh, yeah. The thermal ray technology. Cutting in on a turkey in the oven. I believe that's Homer Simpson in the oven. He's literally <laughs> roasting in his own juices. <laughs> or when he's in the shower and he falls over the shower curtain. Yeah. Is that that episode? Uh, yeah, that is that episode because yeah. they come up on the side. Yeah. And just, like, cut to him just posing on the floor. Yeah. Uh, what do they call? They refer to that as um, uh, a tent which he believes gives him sexual power. He's like, oh, part of that is true. <laughs> I mean, it's a great parody of like sexual harassment cases. Yeah, definitely, and the misunderstanding that can go along with it. I love for him as like his sheer joy of just, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> he's so proud of himself. He's yeah. just like he's very thankful. Like, he has no idea what's going on. Like, he, he just peeled off for us. He doesn't yeah. care. He's going to eat it. The the TV movie that gets made. He's like just running over cats and stuff. Oh like yeah, 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 yeah. Well, taking the piss out of no, it. No, yeah. Mister Simpson, that's sexual harassment. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. So, um, yeah, good number five. Is that number five? Yeah, that's number five. Alrighty, getting through to the top four now. Uh, this is where this, I've got some heavy hitters coming up. Okay, mine are more comedies. I just love this one because it's just it's so ridiculous. And let's be honest, everyone at some point in, in their life wants to be a vigilante. It's home uh, of the vigilante. Yeah. It's just, I love how ridiculous this episode is. Yeah. The cat burglar. Yeah. He's got these, I noticed he had these sneakers for sneaking. For sneaking. <laughs> and he just... He, there was something strange about the way he walked. Yeah. <laughs> Much more vertical than usual. The, the last five minutes is fucking amazing when he sends him on the wild goose chase for the giant tea. Yeah. We need more, what is it? We need more, we need more information. We need more, we need more information. Yeah. <laughs> I can love that. It is so funny. Uh, and then they just say, dig up, stupid. Yeah, no, no, dig uh, up, stupid. We'll, we'll dig our way out. <laughs> dig up, stupid. Um, what do, uh, I'm trying to think of what I really love in that episode. Um, Jasper. Well, well, if it isn't the <laughs> yeah. do, 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 do. He's like, fuck, it's so funny. Oh, um, man. So, home individual. The world's largest cubic zirconia. Yeah, yeah. Wow. What an eyesore. <laughs> Homer Vigilante, that's, I love it. Number four. Uh, all right, number four, I've got You Only Move Twice coming in at number four. Okay, yeah, it's understandable. Um, it's a great episode. Almost entirely on the back of Hank Scorpio. I Didn't appreciate it until I was much older. Fair enough. And, well, I guess you've never watched a Bond film as well. No, I haven't. So no. that, like, th- this is the greatest parody of a Bond villain of all time. So as someone that has loved Bond, I, I couldn't get enough of it and never can get enough of it. It's so, so funny. Um, so, well, at least tell me your plan for world domination. Oh, no, I'm not falling for that one again. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, look, we put up... I'm not going to run through all the lines. We put up a, a best of, thanks, Scorpio. Like, uh, um, he's in one episode and he has a best of. You know, video. he had two hours of dialogue. Yeah, oh, I put up on... I did a, a fax on the page, on the Facebook page. Oh, that's probably where I read it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so every day now on the Facebook page, if you haven't liked this yet, facebook.com slash discount. I put up trivia on a, a particular character or a particular episode. And I did. You only moved twice a couple of days ago, and yeah, two hours of dialogue is unbelievable. Yeah. Can you can you imagine if they hung on to all that audio? Like back then, oh, they probably just threw it out, you know. I'd but play it as a CD. Surely it's got to be somewhere. It would have to be. Can, can you imagine if they released a Simpsons Glory Days 
Hidden just gem, Albert Brooks. Hidden Gems fucking CD or yeah, you know, yeah. DVD set. Yeah, well, it would be surely it's somewhere. Like Aladdin, is, you know, they've just done... The genie stuff. They're just about to release all this never-before-seen stuff of Robin Williams, which would be so great oh, to watch. People say, oh, it's because he's dead, they're releasing it. No, fucking people... If he was alive, people would still want to look, listen oh, to that. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's not just about enjoying it because it's funny. Like, people that just like the craft of acting. Like, you, this is stuff that would be so... It, it'd be better than six months in film school or something like that like to be able to sit down and watch these absolute masters go about what, or listen to the way they go about it would be great I've actually I've heard that so this is slightly off the beaten track but Bob Dylan uh, the bootleg series I think volume 12 has either just been released or is about to be released uh, it was reading about this the other day saying that if you're a musician and you want to just understand how someone goes about the craft of putting together an album, that this is a great thing to listen to because there's a bunch of outtakes. You hear a lot of conversations of him sort of just playing a bit and then just drilling it over and over and over again until it's perfect. And I love I, listening to the John Lennon versions of them. Yeah, right. So that was my... Was it my number four? That uh, was your number four. That was your... I did Home in the Vigilante. Have you done your number four Yeah, yet? I just did. You only moved uh, twice. You, so you're, you're up to your number three. Number three, we're smashing through this. Alrighty, so my number three, it's got my favourite subplot of all time. And I related a lot to this episode because I grew up in the rough area of Geelong, in Norlane, Kariah-West. Mm-hmm. Wrong side of the tracks. So, uh, scenes from class struggle. And whenever I come to Dando's house, I leave my wallet at my house. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly put that in mine. I just, Ultimately, I, didn't make much. I love the subplot of Homer playing golf with Burns. Fucking so funny, man. Yeah, it's really, really Something good. that Homer's genuinely good at. Yeah. And he's never not good at it. And like, I, it bothers me that they didn't keep going with that yeah true um i also really liked the the reveal in that that burns doesn't know that he's cheating yeah that the evil guy in this case isn't being evil like he he just was deluded and thought that he was really good all these years and then at the end once he realizes he tries to apologize to homer like yeah he, he cops it on the chin he's like okay well you won't. i just love homer you're not the best golf here will i tell everyone about this you stink <laughs> It's just so funny. But yeah, like I said, I grew up in like the rougher area of Geelong. I was by no means a poor child. Like I got pretty much everything I wanted. Like look at all this shit in this room, you know, all yeah. the toys and whatnot. Stolen. But I can understand <laughs> But I can underst- I can understand where the family's coming from. Like sometimes you just wanna you just wanna see what it's like on the other side of the tracks. And they realise much how I felt. I would have probably realised it. It's not so much fun. Like if yeah. you grew up if you grew up in that type of atmosphere, you'd appreciate it. But yeah. I just like everyday casual people, you know? I just yeah. like hanging out with my dick out. Uh, and, and it's a good so way you. to get cheap donuts if you listen to our previous episode. Um, I remember the first time I went to a house that had doors on it. I thought, what sort of luxury is this? Um, but it's, just, it's a genuinely funny episode. And it's a, it's a great Marge episode. Like how she changes it the, is, the, yeah. the shirt you all the really time. You really see that. Not only a Marge, but a woman episode. That idea of trying to live up to this expectation of what you think you're supposed to look like. Um, like I'm sure Nicola's like this but how many times do, like you're just going out for a Sunday brunch like it's casual you'd be happy to go there in tracksuit pants and a shitty old t-shirt but you've got to wait for 45 minutes for them to do their makeup because they don't want anyone else to see them you know dressed down like and yeah. that I, I feel bad about that like just the, the the pressure that that girls sort of are under to try and look good all the time and that's definitely what Marge goes through with that dress again though I love the reveal when they decide you know screw them we don't need to try and live up to their standards and they turn around, and then like there was a genuine welcome party. Yeah. Like, where is she? Oh, I hope she didn't take all of my good natured joking too seriously. <laughs> yeah, my attempts to destroy her too seriously. Yeah, sorry, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And they just end up at the takeaway place, and it's just I watched that thinking that is my family. You know, yeah. we're just the average Joe Schmo. 
Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I love that episode. It's very funny. Great subplot. Scenes from Class Struggle number three. Nice. Uh, my number three, Simpson and Delilah. Oh, yeah. Which, Carl, of course. Carl. Look, we reviewed this not too long ago, so I won't go into you it in too much love detail. Carl, but I love Carl. I love this episode. Everything about it. It's hilarious from start to finish. It's touching. It's heartwarming. Carl is one of the greatest characters that The Simpsons have ever portrayed. Harvey Firestein's a genius. Uh, just go back and listen to our review because I gush about it for a good hour and a half there. It's such a great episode. The only reason that I don't have it as my number one is a real coin flip, actually, for my top three. But ultimately, I, I feel like I've got my number one episode, when I get to it, did impact me more emotionally. My number two episode made me laugh more. This made me laugh a bit and impact... Well, not a bit. It made me laugh a lot and it impacted me a lot. Whereas the other two both skewed a lot harder in either direction. So, that's that's why I've got this at number three. But it could easily be the best... Like, it's probably the best on my top ten. Just do one my Just do one card quote. I know you want to do it. It's trying to come out of you. Have I done something extraordinary here today? No. I merely did what any soldier would do when a live grenade threatened his commander. I threw myself upon it, and bore its terrible brunt. Do you feel better now? Oh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, time for my number two. Now, this one's kind of cheating. What? Kind of cheating. What? Because two episodes. Who Shot Mr. Burns, part one and two. No, I'll accept that as one. You accept that as one. Well, it's, it's one episode over an hour. Yeah. I just love this. It was The Simpsons at their absolute peak. It's ridiculous, but it always reminds me of my sister and I generally excited trying to work out who the murderer was. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, it might not be the best episode, but it just brings back so many good memories of looking forward to The Simpsons as a kid. I always enjoy this episode. I think it's funny. I just love how evil Mr. Burns is in this episode. Is he any more evil than in this episode? He blocks out the fucking sun. Yeah. And he steals the oil from the kids and he's so happy about it. You know, he's just an evil, evil man. It's also got a cool rhythm beat from Tito Puentes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like the um, Dr. Colossus when he shoots off. He goes, oh, but all my stuff is there. Yeah. <laughs> when is my lawyer coming? <laughs> it's, it's great. I fucking love you, shot Mr. Burns. It's just, if you go back and look at the history of the episode, there's a good write-up on the AV Club about it, about how much went into keeping it a secret and the, the ridiculous contest that went with it and how it was a big flop in the end. I don't know much try, about trying that. Trying to, it's like a hotline. And it's one of the first, um, there's a, there was a website at the time, but it was one of the first websites ever based on The Simpsons. I think The okay. Simpsons even had a website trying to guess who the killer was. And only one person ever guessed it right. And it was known in the competition. Basically, what they did was they just randomly picked somebody because nobody actually guessed it was Maggie. Yeah. But, but apparently somewhere on a forum on like, um, is it alt dot net Simpsons or something? alt Simpsons or something? They were saying in an audio commentary, I think it's of the episode, that one of the people in the forum actually guessed it. But the people that created the show couldn't get in contact with them because they didn't back then, I don't know what the technology, you couldn't contact them or whatever it was, but they're basically saying that only one person ever in the history of the world guessed it before it was revealed, but they don't know who it is. They just know that they wrote it on a forum somewhere. Maybe it was me. Possibly. Mm. It was actually... No, it wasn't me. <laughs> no, it wasn't me. I didn't know what an internet was back then. Yes. But yeah, Who Shot Mr. Burns? It's a great mystery episode. It's ridiculous. It's obviously pandering to try... And, I, I wouldn't say they wrote it because they wanted to start the competition. No, no, but it was, definitely not. It was it's, a Simpsons it's great- that they... Commercialized best cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, Can you? And it plays at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, sure. I'll, I'll give it a shot. I mean, yeah. It's my job. It's no, nowhere near the great a great episode. 
like the, the best episodes, but it's one of my favorites. I Certainly, I, very, very funny though. Like I, I, it's probably the mystery almost you undersell how funny the episode is throughout. Yeah, uh, the great fugitive ripoff of Homer jumping out of the car while um while the cops are trying to go through the drive through. <laughs> He's trying to get away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, um, Willie, the is it Basic Instinct. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kill. <laughs> it's just oh, I love it, man. It's great. Yeah, that 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 was really funny. So I think I just remembered. Like I'm sure there's some edit thing in there actually where it first. They make it look like they're shuddering because of his fingers. That might be like a little, one of those syndication type deals where they edit out the Basic Instinct reference. Maybe. Because um, no, that never, like, it was one of those things where I was like, uh, I don't understand why they're reacting so badly to the arthritic hands. And yeah. then I watched it on DVD. I was like, ha, <laughs> Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Cool. My number two is Cape Fear. Sideshow Bob at his best. You know why he's at his best? Because he's just 100% evil in this episode. Yeah. And not only that, it's for me, this is Simpsons parodying a movie at their best as well. This is almost plot, like beat for beat, this sticks so closely to the original Cape Fear. Uh, or when I say the original, at the very least, I mean the the 1990 remake of Cape Fear. Um, But yeah, it's it's so good. From the the cinema, uh, smoking the big cigar and laughing, it's it's so, so evil. As you said, like he's just portrayed purely evil and blatantly evil. Driving through the neighbourhood, like, the following people will not be killed. (laughs) Marge Simpson, Homer Simpson, Lisa Simpson, the little baby Simpson. (laughs) That is all. Hey boy, did you hear the news? <laughs> oh, I, I love how he's got all these letters in blood, and then one says, "I kill you, scum." <laughs> Written yeah. in pen. Yeah, I say it to my dog all the time. I'm like, "I kill you, scum." I love the uh, <laughs> use a pen, sideshow Bob. Yeah, it's, um, and it's got the, the Thompsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. The, when I say hello, Mister Thompson, and stamp your foot, <laughs> you say hello, hello, Mister Thompson. I think he's talking to you. <laughs> That's just yeah. Like I actually put a um a trivia thing up on the Facebook page this week for Cape Fear. So if you haven't mm. read it yourself, you should go check it out. There's about ten or so different facts about Cape Fear. One of them was that they really really struggled to stretch it out for, to the full twenty two minutes. Hence the rakes. Hence the rakes, and that 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 gag was born, and then. Also, you could say that's where Family Guy was born. Also, um, <laughs> the, they used the circus intro, you know, the really long one. Oh, yeah, right. They used stuff like that. The just they to, pull out. They threw they in an itchy and scratchy cartoon just to pat it out a bit. Yeah, that surprises me. I'm sure they. I'm surprised that they didn't have something on the cutting room floor that they could have thrown in instead. Like, just have Kelsey Grammer read a book. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been enough. Such a pod reading the paper. That'd have been fine. Yeah, anything. Yeah, uh, but I love. Hey kids, who wants to go through the cactus patch? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Do we get one? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a great number two. I thought it would be on your list. I thought it might have been your number one. No. Can you? I can't. Wait, can can we... you have a guess of what my number one well, might you, be you, now? You, you guess mine first because I'm going to read out mine first. Um. All right. So you're uh, look. I know that like season eight. Season seven ish. Season seven, eight is your favourite. Six, seven, eight ish, yeah. Mm. Oh, look, it's a really hard, like, you know, there's so many episodes in there that it could possibly be. Trying to think of what your personality is. I'm having a look at figurines, trying to see who's displayed the most prominently at the moment. Homer's phobia. No. Okay. I, lo- I love it. your personality. The one about gay people. <laughs> No, it's 22 short films about Springfield. Ah, okay, yeah, very cool. I, it's just because there is, I love when they focus on sub-characters, and this is yep. just filled with so many... Apparently, there was actually 22 stories, but they had to cut them out due to time. Mm. Apparently, one of them was a Lionel Hutt story. Actually, this is one they could have done as a film as well. 
Oh, yeah, man. It's just, this is obviously a parody slightly of Pulp Fiction. It's actually got a Pulp to Fiction extent, parody in it. Yeah, there's there's a d- there's a direct parody of Pulp Fiction in there, but stylistically as well. It's not, it doesn't of, go back in time and forward in time. No, it's just, but it's intersecting stories. Yeah, so much, so many good quotes. The Aurora Borealis. That's <laughs> Aurora Borealis. Yes. <laughs> steamed hams. And you despite call them steamed hams, <laughs> despite the fact that they are obviously grilled. Uh, um, leave it in. Bazooka Joe's got deep pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Do you Save find something funny about my automobile? Everybody needs a vehicle. I, I love Nelson's, yes. He drops his pants. <laughs> it's that boy who laughs at everyone. Let's laugh at him. <laughs> Wave to the people. Blow them kisses. <laughs> It's so good, man. I love the... Uh, Seymour, the house is on fire. <laughs> no, mother, it's just the Northern Lights. There's just... It's filled... Oh, seems like the spider's caught himself a couple of flies. <laughs> <laughs> also, the whole great light, and this is directly lifted from Pulp Fiction with the uh, conversation about Burger King. So, sorry, no, McDonald's. I don't know, I didn't go into Burger King, but the... um, What do they call a uh, quarter pounder? I don't know, they... they uh, they call it a Royale with cheese. But yeah, so that, like, it was over in McDonald's in Shelbyville the yeah. other night. McWhat? <laughs> McDonald's <laughs> restaurant. Uh, I never heard of it either, but uh, apparently they have over 1,300 locations in this state alone. <laughs> Must have sprung up overnight. <laughs> you know the funniest thing, though? It's the little differences. Example. Well, McDonald's, you can buy a Krusty Burger with cheese, right? But they don't call it a Krusty Burger with cheese. Get out. What do they call it? A quarter pounder with cheese. Quarter pounder with cheese? Well, I can picture the cheese, but uh, <laughs> do they have... Crusty's gelatinated uh, non-dairy gum-based beverages. Mm-hmm. They call them shakes. Shakes. You don't know what you're getting. <laughs> well, I know what I'm getting. Some donuts. <laughs> donuts. I got donuts. Sorry. Hey, I, I know you. I'm sorry for recreating that whole scene, like for doing that entire scene, but it is my favorite thing to, to do. Like, and it's probably the only like three-way character scene that I can do in one go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, our transaction is complete. You may take the boy. You may take the boy. <laughs> so much, so many quotable lines in that episode. It's just, yeah. it's nonstop laughs. I like that episode more than anything else. I fucking love that episode. 22 short films about Springfield, my number one by far. Yeah, cool. All right, now we're going to have a try and have a crack at guessing mine. <sighs> what have you used? Is it something, can I ask a clue? I will allow that. Is it, what season's it from? No, nah, that's too obvious. Okay. Oh, I know what it is. Lisa Substitute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It had to be. I've mentioned it many times on this podcast. I actually written down in my phone, he will have Lisa Substitute. I cried like a little fucking girl at the end of this episode. <laughs> you are Lisa Simpson. I once sent someone a screenshot saying of you are Lisa Simpson to try and cheer them up before it became a cool thing to do on the internet. I, I, I adore it. I love Dustin Hoffman. I love substitute teachers with a sense of humor when I was in school. Like, how exciting was a substitute teacher when you had a regular teacher, even if you liked them, when someone else came in? Like, I once had a substitute teacher who looked exactly like Bob Hoskins. Now, do you you know Bob Hoskins? No. Not many people would know Bob Hoskins. So, it was amazing to me that he knew that he looked like Bob Hoskins. (laughs) (laughs) So, Bob Hoskins, for people that aren't aware, and I'm sure a lot of people uh, out there are, he was Super Mario from the Super Mario Brothers really bad movie. He was Smee in Captain Hook. Sorry, in Hook. Um, And Who Framed Roger Rabbit? He was uh, Eddie Valiant. He sort of looks like Danny DeVito. Yeah, similar. He's a poor man's Danny DeVito. (laughs) He's Dennis... Quaid to Harrison Ford yeah. is Bob Hoskins to Danny DeVito. Uh, but no, it was so I had a substitute teacher when, when I called him on that, and he not only was aware of it, but could quote Hook back to me. It was the greatest day of my life. 
<laughs> you just sat like, there, just like in awe of this man. I was. I was like, Smee, don't try to stop me, Smee. Try to stop me. <laughs> I'm committing suicide, Smee. Sorry. Uh, I, you, Do you reckon oh, he had a genuinely good time? Yes, he did. He was really loving it. <laughs> he actually used to be an actor, of all things. Oh, cool. Yeah. But no, so that's what um, what Dustin Hoffman's character in this is. Like, he's that exciting guy that comes in and in the space of a short period of time, changes your life and changes the way you look at things. And that's exactly what he does to Lisa. It's also Lisa's first crush, really, isn't it? Like, it's a really good Lisa episode. And similar, we were in our last episode, we said Halloween of Horror was one of our favourite recent episodes, which is also a Lisa one. I really like Lisa episodes because there aren't as many of them. And when they're done well, I guess it's just that it's the road less travelled type thing that, like, when she's explored well, she's such an interesting character to really get into that there's a lot of emotional complexity to it as well as, in like, intellectual complexity to, to the character of Lisa. I used to not like the character of Lisa. Like, generally, just anything Lisa-related, didn't like it. Mm. I find the older I get, the more I appreciate her and the more I can relate to her. I don't yeah. know why. Maybe because... She's a highbrow character. Yeah, but Lisa I wouldn't would really call have... myself highbrow, but I feel like the issues that she beats on, I sort of feel the same way. Well, they're adult issues. Yeah. That, that's what I mean by highbrow. Like, she's an eight-year-old with an adult's brain. So, yeah. as an eight-year-old, you're not going to relate to her, but as a 27-year-old, you would do. Or... She's one of the most normal characters in the show. Yeah. They, they always beat on how Superintendent Chalmers was the character they put in to sort of give like a real world perspective of Springfield. He's like, he's always amazed by how dumb everyone is. Just quickly, what's your favorite Superintendent? Uh, I nearly said Super Nintendo. What's your favorite <laughs> Superintendent Chalmers quote? There's something where like he's going to fire Skinner and he's like, class of the class of ugly, ugly children. I'll give you mine. That sounds like a prayer. A prayer uh, in public school. God uh, has, has no not. place in these walls. Who's <laughs> uh, the other guy? Look what you've done, you little freaks. <laughs> the damn popularity, popularity contest with your damn popularity contest with your kids. <laughs> I do like the, good lord, what is happening in there. <laughs> That's my favorite part, that old steamed hand thing. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, it's great. I've actually, I'm halfway through finishing a Best of Superintendent Chalmers video. Oh, That's actually... Best of superintendent slash Skinner moments. Oh, yeah, cool. Because nice. that's, that's when he's funniest. Yeah. That's a really good number one. Really good list. They're very different lists. We posted the question as well. What's your favorite Simpsons episode on the Facebook page? And what we want to do each week is we post the question up and we're going to put together a listener top five. Not top ten, just top five. Top so five. The, the five most common uh, responses from the you guys, you fans of the Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Four Finger Discount. If you haven't liked it, make sure you like it so you can get involved with the next one. So I'm going to do the top five not in any particular order, just the five most common. Plus, I've got, I'm going to say the five are the, the most obvious ones, really, like the ones that are always mentioned when you talk about favorite episodes of all time. Yep. So I've gone through and I've found some responses that of, of episodes that aren't normally mentioned. A little bit more interesting. So I thought I'd read them out as well, just a couple of them. But anyway, so the five were, do you want to guess what they were? Uh, okay, so the top five of all time. I'm going to say... What's your, well, not top five of all time, just what's your favorite Simpsons episode? Okay, so that's what, what, what are the question. people's favorite Simpsons episodes yeah. that they're writing in about? Um... I reckon Bart versus Australia. That was wonderful. Australian. Yeah. Yep, that's yep. going to be in the top five. I, I, th- I think because we're an Australian show, people just thought they should just write that. I think they get the vibe that because we're Australian, all Australians love that episode. Yeah. And a lot of Australians do, but yeah. 22 short films about Springfield. That didn't make the list for didn't the five. Didn't make the top five. No. Okay. I'll Even have it was my number one. Okay, I'll have a guess at a couple more. Let's go with Life in the Fast Lane. Did that get a look in? Nah. No? Did, nah. Too old? Um, maybe something from the newer... I'll, t- I'll tell you what they are. Okay. The rest of our Marge versus the Monorail. Ah, uh, yep. Uh, Cape Fear. Yep. Homer's Enemy, and You Only Move Twice. Okay. 
Now, you only move twice is just the obvious one. Everyone always goes with that. But some people haven't. Okay, so Philip Hawkins says, now this one, I was surprised, didn't actually make like the, the most popular five. It doesn't get mentioned a lot, but not many people actually mentioned this episode in this when I posted the question up. So it was Last Exit to Springfield, an episode that I personally feel is a bit overrated, but people seem to love it. But he wrote, it has to be Last Exit to Springfield for me, end to end one of the smartest and funniest episodes of any TV series. So many classic jokes come from this one, particularly like uh, Grandpa's Onion Story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Thousand Monkeys at a Thousand Typewriters yep. in this episode. Uh, the Dental Plan, obviously. It the was bl- the best of times. It was the blurst of times. <laughs> you stupid monkey. Uh, Homer using the bathroom. Yes. The montage of Mr. Burns oh, is trying to run the plan. 17th door on the left. Yeah, Homer misinterpreting Burns' attempts to bribe him, thinking he's coming on to him. Yeah, <laughs> it, I forgot that this was all in the one episode. And he says, and so on. So, not to mention it features the two best Simpson characters facing off against each other. Despite the slightly wacky humor, the episode stays remarkably grounded and realistic. Easy choice, in my opinion. Mm. I agree with that. And it gave everyone in the world a good goal if they ever saw someone showing a bit of ass crack. Yeah, pencil. <laughs> Boom. You know what I like about it? They even add the sound of the pencil entering his eye. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Plus, he, what uh, Philip didn't write here, but it also gives us the big book of British smiles. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Why must you turn my dentistry into a house of <laughs> lies? <laughs> Another one that I was surprised didn't make the top five uh, was from Jimmy Theodo, I'm going to say. T-H-E-A-D-O. T-H-E-A-D-O. Theodo. Theodo. He says, Homer's Barbershop Quartet. Um, yeah, great episode. So here I was just being a huge Beatles fan. I have so much respect for the writing in this episode. They did so much research and it's amazing. Not only referencing Ringo coming into the band, i.e. Barney, the mm-hmm. album titles, Bigger Than Jesus, the white album with the number eight, rooftop performance, even their outfits are correct. Just everything as a whole. It's so hard to explain. The episode is hilarious by itself, but when you know so much about the Beatles history as well, it comes across on a completely different level of funny. And they managed to get a Burt Ward reference into Barbershop. Yeah, which, which one? Baby on uh, board, yeah. something, something, Burt Ward. Of course they do, yeah, yeah. And plus, we posted the picture up on the Facebook page a couple of weeks back too of um, when they're listening, when they all look really tired. Yeah, in the recording studio. Over my head. Just a, That's fucking great. Yeah, that was really, really good. That Whoever drew that really knew their Beatles history. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I think the Beatles writers, I, th- I think the Simpsons writers are genuine the Beatles, Beatles writers. Yeah, the Beatles writers. <laughs> Uh, Jake Waterworth says the PTA disbands, which is a fucking great episode as well. Yep. Um, he says, in my opinion, the most quotable episode out there. It's got everything from That's a Paddling to Purple Monkey Dishwasher, one of my favorite Simpsons quotes of all time. Really? I think it's one of the most overused of all time. It is overused, but it's just hilarious. I love it. Mm. Back when I made my Hotmail account, it wasn't that overused. Now, it's cool to reference shit like that. The thing is, though, when I made my Hotmail account, I was Dishwasher underscore 89 because 88 motherfuckers already had it. <laughs> so, maybe it was overused. I bet the chicks loved you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to, that's a very nice jig, Kearney. <laughs> when he's distracting him. Yeah. yeah I was distracting him. That's great. To, what the hell are you doing with my money in your house, Fred? Oh, uh, that's another great Jimmy yeah. Stewart bit. I don't have your money. It's in Bill's house. Yeah. Fred's house. What the hell are you doing with my money, Fred? <laughs> <laughs> He says, I feel this episode is overlooked so often with such a simple... Now, he says simple presence, like the teacher... I think it means like a simple story. That's what he's going for. Premise. Premise. That's, that's probably the word he's after. Like the teacher's going on strike. You wouldn't think they'd be able to get that much story and jokes out of it. But that's the genius of the writers. They come up with dozens of possibilities, each of them just as hilarious. The PDA disbands, in my opinion, is the best episode. That's good explanation. Yep. And well-reasoned. Yes. And finally, this one comes from Nigel. Now, his last name's another half. It's C-A-I-C-E-D-O. C-A-I. Casido? Sacido? Nigel, C-A-I-C-E-D-O. Anyway. Kick-a-do. He says Bart gets an F. 
great episode. Yeah. Uh, because you actually see Bart care about his future, which is something you don't tend to see so much in the future episodes. That's very true. It's something that we pointed out when we did the review, that it's the most yeah. touching part of that. Exactly. And he says, I remember as a kid not liking this episode so much, but as an adult, I find it really re- uh, relatable. Yeah. Which is true. And Yeah, it is. It's, it's a really when, good moment. When he gets the F and the tears start coming, or he's trying to hold back the tears. Yeah. It's just, it makes you well up a little bit. You do, you do sit there. You kind of get choked up a bit by Bart's emotion in that. I, it's a brilliant performance from Nancy Cartwright in that scene. Yeah, exactly. I think it's the first time they really humanized Bart. He was always just the, the naughty prankster. But then you're just like, oh, wow, this is just a 10-year-old kid. He's still kid. just a 10-year-old boy, yeah. And I think, and particularly too, Kabuppa was being really rough with him. Like she yeah, just, she, she was. Fuck. And she softened in yeah. that moment. And yeah, it kind of... You softened through her, I guess. Yeah, but I remember you didn't like that he kissed the teacher, did he? Did you? The, the joke at the end. It's not that I didn't like it, but it's more that that was just a kind of... Took you out of the moment? It's a purple monkey dishwasher moment. Like, it's just... It's it's the cheap laugh that yeah. comes at the end of some grounded comedy. But I don't think purple monkey dishwasher came after such a touching moment, though. Not after a touching moment, no. But, I mean, it, it doesn't mean anything. It was an out-of-context, tiny joke about... It wasn't out-of-context. They're doing Chinese whispers. Yeah, I know, but the fact is... Okay, here's why the Purple Monkey Dishwasher thing doesn't work for me. All right, then. When you're doing Chinese whispers, you don't just randomly add one word yeah. onto the end of the sentence. The whole sentence gets changed. Whereas in their thing, like, the sentence stays the same, and then someone just says Purple Monkey Dishwasher at the end. It means nothing. It's, it, it, it's, it, it's a family guy joke what, in the Simpsons episode. What I didn't like about the Purple Monkey Dishwasher joke is not the joke in itself. It's when Kabapo says, particularly for that Purple Monkey Dishwasher remark, that makes no sense because... Why that joke makes no sense? Yeah, exactly. Like, why would she be angry by the Monkey dishwasher remark? Yeah, that's, and then it just, that's the part of the joke I like, didn't of like. Of all of the great zingers that the Simpsons have ever written, that's the one that takes off amongst the populace. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can pre- completely appreciate your point of view. Be better, people. Yes. Alrighty. So thanks for listening to our top ten uh, favorite Simpsons episodes of all time. If you like to, do you think we should do more top ten? Send us a message. Make sure that you let us know because if we don't get a good response from this, we won't continue to do them. Basically, pretty much. Yes, but what the plan is, if you did enjoy this, that we're going to ask a new question each and every week, and the responses that we like, we're going to read out in the air, and we're going to put together a top five from the listeners as well. Yeah, just a bit more, you know, listener interaction. Yep. fan interaction on the Facebook page. Yeah, maybe we could even uh, maybe we could do a top ten as read by listeners. That would be one cool. day. That could be cool. As read by listeners. Yeah, we'll get people to, like, you know, we send them a line, say this is what you have to re- you know, say this episode. And record them. Oh, that is yeah. a good idea. Be like Letterman. That would be really cool. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that if the people like this episode. Yes. So, uh, as we said, like us so on So, get Facebook. your feedback through. Get yes. your messages through to us on the Facebook page, but most importantly, like us on iTunes. Yes. Rate and review us on the iTunes store because that's the way to boost us up the rankings. We want people to type, when they type Simpsons into iTunes, four-finger discount is right there. Yeah. Uh, it did help us when we put bracket... Aussie Simpsons podcast bracket. Yeah, putting Simpsons in the episode title helped. <laughs> in the that, podcast title, that yeah. was that was an oversight on our part. That was the first step to success. We were too clever. <laughs> yeah, we were too good, too clever for our own good. But yeah, like us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash four finger discount. Follow us on Instagram as well. We've got nearly a thousand followers on Instagram. Follow right us now. on the Twitter as yes. well at four finger pod. Yes. You're gonna start putting some more shit up on Twitter or what? Every now and then. More. I yeah, okay. Twice a day, minimum. Twice a day okay. Earn your keep, sir. <laughs> what I like doing on the Twitter is just interacting. Like, yeah. I, I like it when people send something. But they can't interact and there's nothing there. I can be, well, would you send me a message? <laughs> Come <laughs> to me. I should, we shouldn't have to do all the work. Let's uh, say, so, at Four Finger Pod on Twitter, uh, at Four Finger Discount on Instagram, facebook.com slash Four Finger Discount, rate and review us in the iTunes store. Anything else we need to mention? I think that's just about everything. That's pretty much it all, all of it, yeah. Yeah, so just message us if you want us to do more you of this. You know what I should sense. do on Twitter? Can I start like trying to take down big celebrities? Will that be a way to boost our followers? What do you mean by take down? Like if I just... I don't know if Donald Trump says something stupid normally you don't have to wait more than two hours for that to happen if I reply to Trump 
and then like somehow that gets picked up. Does that equal listeners? Is I that how know. it works? That's overused, man. Everyone's Maybe. Doing it. <laughs> okay, everyone's doing it, but not everyone's doing it with Simpsons quotes. That's true. Maybe I could try and engage in an argument with Donald Trump using nothing but... Maybe you should just engage with celebrities with Simpsons quotes and see, try and work out which ones are genuine Simpsons fans. Yeah, that could work. That'd be funny. All right. Do it. I will. Two, day, two times per day. Two times, two celebrities <laughs> per day with yeah. the Simpsons quote. Do it. Alrighty, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Really do appreciate it, and we'll catch you guys next time. Didn't um, Kim Kardashian? We won't catch you guys next time. Mitch just wanted to say. Sorry, Kim Kardashian and Kanye just had a kid. Was it a boy or a girl? I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll tweet them. Like, it's genu- a boy, and what a boy! <laughs> do it. We'll see if Kanye's a fan. Kanye, genuine fan of himself. <laughs> yeah. See you guys next time. Bye.